The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Deuce and more. Deuce and more. Deuce and more. They tell you what they know. Deuce and more. Deuce and mo, Deuce and mo, the pocket that you know. Hey, welcome into the Juice and Mo podcast. Recording this on a Friday evening. We are so looking forward to this game. So many storylines. Sabonis going back to Indy for the first time since the trade. Kings looking for win number 30, which would have gotten last year's win total of 30. Would have oh. matched it. Would have oh. been insane. You got the Tyrese angle. Buddy healed. No De'Aaron Fox, So How are the Kings going to look after the All-Star announcements? They fell flat down by as many as 19 points, but got back in the game late, falling short, losing 107-104. Now 1-3 when De'Aaron Fox does not play. Hi, I'm Deuce Mason. That's Morgan Reagan. How you doing, Mo? I'm good. Uh, so good. <laughs> well, the Kings are now 29 and 22 with the loss to the Pacers uh. tonight. And, hey, Life's a little different without uh, your all-star, my oh. all-star point guard, De'Aaron Fox. Yeah, things are a little different whenever the Kings play a team on their second night of a back-to-back, too. It's weird. They have not been able to take advantage of that quite yet this year. They're like, Their record is not good against teams on the second night of back-to-backs. Yeah, yeah, I forget what they said on the post-game show, but um, yeah, it's not good. And um, something we were talking about earlier on our daily show was just, you know, being able to capitalize on that. And... It was there was a few too many things that the Kings couldn't capitalize on tonight, and that was really frustrating for me. It was, and thank you to Logan and Pizza Spork in the chat, letting us know that the Kings are now two and seven. Thank you against teams on the second half of back to back. Breaking news: not ideal. Uh, it's also not <laughs> ideal to play without De'Aaron Fox and the Kings at one and three without him. You know. They struggled to really get anything going offensively. They were missing a ton of shots tonight. They had a ton of turnovers, including a lot of live ball ones. They end up finishing the night with 20 turnovers in this game, turning into 23 points for the Indiana Pacers. Yeah, some really sloppy, ugly basketball that was happening. It was just, it was sloppy. It wasn't... Um the details didn't matter in those moments. It was, I mean, there was, I forget what play it was when maybe Sabonis had a block on one end of the floor and then they are passing it up. 
and Tyrese had fallen to the ground, but he had hustled back just to get a steal from when Keegan was trying yeah. to like toss it to the corner. And it was just a soft pass and not recognizing where the other players were on the floor. Uh, hence Tyrese running down the court and to get the steal. The Kings had two players tonight in their starting lineup combined for six points. Keegan Murray and Davion Mitchell. And when you lose De'Aaron Fox, it's 25 points a game, right? Sure. How, where are you going to make that up from? It can't just be one guy. You know this. Maybe with this team, it can be one guy. But you're going to need to get something out of the starting point guard spot when he's gone. When De'Aaron's been gone this year, Davion Mitchell has not been good enough offensively yeah. for this team. And I went back and looked at the numbers in the four games. The first game, nine points, four assists on four nine in a loss to Miami. In a win against uh, Cleveland, 8.6 rebounds, excuse me, six assists, four rebounds on three of five shooting. Played some great defense in that game. Kings came back and won that game. Okay. Seven points, three rebounds, two assists, two turnovers, and a loss to the Knicks. And tonight, three points, one assist, one turnover, one of five shooting in 22 minutes. Yeah. From the start, he... What I appreciated at times, he was um, driving to the basket and looking for his guys in the corner, right? Driving, dishing, driving, dishing. Didn't even look like he wanted to be a threat at the rim, right? And not to say it's not like it's easy. Miles Turner's down there. Sure. I mean, you've got some size, whatever, but we've seen him score on size at this level. So I didn't doubt that he could still do that. Um, he didn't look confident. He didn't look confident. He didn't look ready to get his. And I think Mike Brown noticed that and wasn't about that life. It was so bad for the Kings at the point guard spot tonight. Even Delhi got in, right? Delhi came in in this game. Matthew Delavadova played eight minutes. That tells you that the Kings went without a true point guard in this game. Davion Mitchell came out at the 526 mark of the third quarter. Davion Mitchell did not come back into the game. Matthew Dellavedova did not come back into the game. The Kings went with lineups featuring Terrence Davis, Malik Monk, Herter, HB, and Sabonis. We saw TD with Monk, Keegan, Lyles, and Metsu. You saw a lineup that had Herter, HB, Keegan, Lyles, and Sabonis. So the whole point is... Not a lot of stretches with a true point guard, right? Out there on the floor for the Sacramento Kings. And, you know, I'm trying to figure out the Davion thing, right? Because I, I, I watched him at times defensively tonight and I got fired up because he's just everywhere, defending multiple guys, getting physical, doing some nice things. But you can't be a zero offensively. Yeah. Like, okay, you don't score a lot. Are you dropping dimes? Are you getting your, your guys some shots? Are you doing some stuff to actually run the offense. And I'm trying to figure out what the issue is with him. I do have theories. Okay. Oh, and I want to hear them. I just want to say really quick too. And it's just like we've been talking about in today's league, you have to be able to do something on both sides of the ball. Even if it's very little, like you have to be capable of shooting that shot confidently. And it, before we get to your theories really quick, what I wanted to say was, during the Daily Show, toward the end, you asked me something about, like, are you concerned about De'Aaron not being in there? And I was like, concerned about what? The Kings have the second unit. You know, we know what these guys are capable of. And um, they, they've stepped up before. Not to say that they didn't, that guys didn't, but you just see 
what it truly means to have a force in a true point guard like De'Aaron Fox. It's huge. It's huge. Anyone that questions De'Aaron Fox's talent level and what he does for this team, I think you see a great example in these four games without him. They've struggled. And I wasn't questioning De'Aaron, obviously, right, right. in his talent. I was, I was more having confidence in what Mike Brown has built with this roster and had that next man up mentality. And not to say that would um, fill in for De'Aaron, but I just thought it was gonna. we were going to see a little bit more, especially from Davion. What were some of your theories I'm curious about? Before I get there, SpaceX Dragon Chicken says Davion and Keegan score three points each, Deuce and Mo. I thought I said that. You did. Okay. I didn't want to make sure I didn't mess yeah, that up. Yeah, you said two of their starters combined for six points. Okay, good. I just want to make sure I got that right. Um, I think part of it, he has just struggled with Mike Brown's offense. Okay. But the other thing is, how often does Davion Mitchell get to run this team? Like, never. Very. Like, yeah. Very few minutes in a game yep. because what ends up happening, he comes in for Fox and then he's maybe out there without Monk for a couple of minutes, maybe. But once Monk comes back, comes into the game, Monk is running the offense. So Mitchell's not getting the reps. Mitchell's not getting the opportunity. And, point. you know, part of that is, okay, maybe they see things in practice where he's not running the team. He's not running the offense like they need him to be. So, yeah, it's deliberate. Like, we're going to have you out there play defense. Monk is running the show. But with that said, then it's got to be challenging to ask him to go start an NBA game and expect him to be able to run things when he doesn't do that much at all for this team. Like, when you look at a team like Memphis, obviously going to Tyus Jones, one of the best He's backup running point the guards, point guard. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. Like, it's not, oh, next man up mentality. It's, it's, that is his role right. is to run that shit. And Davion Mitchell, you would like that to be his role. And we've talked about how we, what we feel like he would be as a point guard in this league. But sometimes, sometimes I don't even think it's the minute. Sometimes I am curious with his point guard mentality. Oh, absolutely. And I'm not like, excuse me. I think one, if you're not getting the reps at something, you're not going to get better. Right? Absolutely. You're not. But he also has to put in the work to improve in running the offense and do what the, the team's asking. Part of it, too, is like just knocking down some shots. You got to knock down some shots. Mm. He got some great open looks tonight. He missed them. Yeah. He had that one, in the, I think, early in the third quarter. Okay, he knocked down a shot. Maybe that can get him going. You mentioned, got to get to the basket. Get some of yours, you know? And you just, I didn't feel like he was engaged tonight. I did not. I didn't feel like the, the engagement, the force was net there for him in this team to have success offensively. I thought the same thing with Keegan tonight. I thought Keegan looked like the guy we saw weeks ago where he was not looking to score at all, not a threat, overpassing, and... Softer tonight. Yeah. Yeah. It was just, yeah. It was just different. But for Davion, it's, this was a big opportunity for him. Yep. They need him to play some significant minutes and be productive out there, especially without Fox there. Yeah. And we don't know how long Fox is going to be out. He missed the game due to personal issues, but this is a major opportunity. And I think Mike Brown sent a strong message tonight. Like he didn't play Davion Mitchell down the stretch of this game because he was getting nothing from him offensively. He didn't play Del Vadova because he was getting nothing from him offensively. And part of that might be like, Oh yeah, but they, they just went with their offensive players because they were down big. No, that's part of it too. But I think it's an indictment on where the Kings are at with that backup spot 
if they they don't feel comfortable even putting him back out there. Yeah, that it. You see that a lot with Mike Brown when he doesn't trust a guy. Yeah. Or and I I think sometimes that's not a knock on that guy and his ability to play the game. I think sometimes it's Mike Brown having a shorter leash for guys because he wants to get things done now. And sometimes that's his fault for not giving him enough opportunities and enough minutes to be able to find his rhythm and to find a way to lead this, lead this team. But at the same time, this motion offense is so free. It allows you to run so many different actions off of at so many different possessions, the way that you bring it up, backdoors, dribble handoffs, everything. Like you, you've so many scenarios where you can excel and produce for your team, whether it's a, a great pass, a great screen, a great backdoor, or even your shot making ability. So you have all these ways to produce, and he couldn't do it. And that that was yeah. tough to see. And I made the case. I believe he's a guy that just needs more minutes just to get. We saw at the end of last year, although, again, I understand end of season, no Fox, no Sabonis, not a lot of structure with the Kings, especially at the end of the season when they're just trying to wrap up the season. He had some big games, though, and he was creating his own shot. He was being aggressive, playing free. But there is an adjustment. you got to learn how to play with others, make people better, play in important situations. And I love what he brings defensively. I still think he's going to be a productive player in the league. I just think he had a good opportunity tonight. Did not play well at all offensively. And I don't know if he's going through something, too. It just it just didn't look right tonight. It just didn't look like he was a guy that was completely ready for this challenge. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that's the best way to describe it. I mean, whether you want to shove the word confidence in there, not ready. Um, and maybe it is a confidence thing. Like, you're, you're just not getting, like I said, the reps running a team on a game-to-game basis. Hell, you're playing like 15 minutes a night. Last year, he's playing like 25 I, minutes a I, night. And I love Davion. Yeah. I think he has so much to add, so much value to what he can contribute on the defensive side. And then you see those flashes of offense. Yeah. The way he gets a guy going one way with his handles, and then he's going the next way, straight line drive to the rack. When he doesn't play like that consistently, I'm a little confused because I go, that is something he can just do with his one-on-one ability. Um, I understand, too, having that short leash and wanting to make sure that you are contributing into this motion offense the right way and making the best things happen. But at sometimes when you're that point guard and you're going to have the ball in your hands a lot, you just got to be willing to run off the fly, be creative, do your things, and create. Well, and... And be a threat. If Fox isn't, if he's not back in time for the game against New Orleans, we have no idea. He's out with personal, uh, for a personal issue. Mitchell's going to get another shot. And, you know, I, I hope he can bounce back from this. I, I hope, you know, it's not easy to sit on the bench at the end of the game, especially when you started the game and you got this opportunity. You're thinking, all right, I'm going to get some extended run. And then you don't play at the end. But also the Kings did all right with that group that when they went smaller. It seemed like, yeah, there were some turnovers. They battled turnovers the entire game. Monk had some tough turnovers in this game, but they were able to get back in the game a bit tonight. Yeah, that the, the moments that they did get back in was when they were more disciplined in their offense or they were working off of a Pacers bad turnover, you know, or a Pacers 
bad sequence. But then they would get right back into their own bad sequences, whether it was out of a timeout or um, the start of a quarter. There was just their their moments of of bad basketball, and it was like bunched together. It was um, it was really. It's what really pulled the Pacers apart to have the lead that they needed to have for even in those last couple of minutes and last minute to really know that they had this win at the end of the game. I felt like the Kings had lost it even when they had the opportunity to get something good out of it. Harrison Barnes missing that three. Harrison Barnes missing a free throw, I think. Yeah, there. I mean, and he also Harrison Barnes was Harrison probably your Barnes best guy out tonight. there too. Oh my god! Yeah. Actually, let's go talk about one good thing. Uh, how about oh. that Harrison Barnes <laughs> jam? Yeah, HB was nice. Twenty three points for him. He led the Kings in scoring. That was the good part. Oh, and the other aggressive jam. Got to give some love to Trey Lyles. Circles behind Sabonis, throws to Trey Lyles. Up fake for three, drives it inside. This time he gets the hammer. He climbed the ladder and he ripped it right into the face of Miles Turner. Oh my, what a statement. He was denied earlier, but that time he made sure. Mm. Hell yeah. That was big time stuff yeah. by uh, Trey Lyles. He missed a dunk earlier. But... He missed a dunk earlier and also hit his head hard toward the end of the game. Really hard. And it looked like he got fouled and then hit his head after. No? I couldn't. I don't think he got fouled. I think it was like the momentum and like just battling for that rebound. And then he started falling backwards and it was just him falling backwards. You okay. know, it didn't look like he was pushed backwards. So um, hard hit to the head. He got taken out. Next play down. Well, we didn't hear much of Mike Brown on the TV broadcast tonight, so let's uh, hear some of his post game after this Kings loss in Indiana. I'm a win for him, uh, especially after us being down and coming back. You know, you give our guys credit for fighting and staying in the game and giving ourselves a chance uh, at it at the end. Uh, but at the end of the day, I was terrible. I should have taken a timeout. When uh, Trey got the offensive rebound, I thought that he would be able to find somebody on the perimeter for a spray three because he had three guys around him. And, you know, he shoots the ball and it gets blocked by Miles. Uh, I think we had another tough shot or two by the rim late in the game that Miles blocked. And, you know, just instances like that, they got a shot blocker. You got to think spray, spray, spray because we have guys open along the perimeter. Um, but, uh, I, you know, I'm just mad at myself for not taking a timeout, uh, to help Trey in that situation. Uh, at the the end of the day, um, you know, we had, uh, it was an okay defensive game. I thought we just made, uh, too many, uh, mistakes because of our lack of communication. Uh, we gave up some baskets just because, we didn't switch when we were supposed to, uh, whether it was we didn't honor the guy's call or we just kind of went and did what we wanted to on our own. I thought that was probably uh, our biggest downfall defensively um, was our, our inability to communicate uh, with each other the right way. Uh, and then, I mean, it's going to be hard to win on the road. We had 20 turnovers. Uh, we kept telling the guys, take care of the ball, take care of the ball, take care of the ball. And 
uh, we just we just didn't. So uh, we were bad in the turnover department. I was bad because I didn't call a timeout, and, and, and we were bad because we didn't communicate uh, uh, defensively by, by following our rules. Was that moment with Trey? Was that when he ended up falling backwards and, and hitting his head? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and in the final minute, I assume you were you were trying to get a trying to foul them. As time was running out there, um, you mean the last like 15 last seconds or whatever? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, when you, I mean, final minute, I think Monk had a turnover, Buddy Hill had an offensive rebound in the possession where Harrison had to rush three, and then he didn't foul. I mean, what, what do you think? Um, what, what are you going to take away from, from the film session that you have with you guys when it comes down to the, that final minute? We were really, really, really bad, including me. We were terrible. Uh, again, you got to be able to execute down the stretch. Offensively, uh, you got to be able to box out. Uh, you can't give up second shots, uh, and, and we didn't do any of that. And that's what I said down the stretch. Uh, throughout the course of the game, again, we our turnovers were terrible, and it really hurt us in a one possession game to have 20 of them on the road, uh, and then our inability to communicate defensively and give up too many good looks versus a team that can shoot the mess out of the ball like the Pacers was was, was not good. And, you know, we I guess we got what we, what we all deserved. I think that lineup you ended up playing in for most of the fourth quarter, was that was the first time you used that lineup all season. What did you, what, what led to going with that lineup and, and what do you think of how it worked out? Well, we couldn't score the ball. Part of it was because we were missing shots. Part of it was because uh, Indiana's defense was really good. Um, and then part of it was because we were just turning the ball over. And so, you know, I figured I'd put multiple ball handlers out on the floor and see if we can somehow, some way, not turn it over, which, which didn't work. We still turn it over. But at least we can possibly score the basketball. Because at the end of the day, every time we touched the paint, they were collapsing. And when we did kick it, uh, or make good decisions with it, we got pretty good looks. Right, with that line, just, you can get What was one of our emphasis? No, we that's yeah, that's one of our staples, one of our staples is paint touches, and so we encourage our guys to get to the paint and but make the simple pass. And too many times, we just we try some of the most difficult, difficult passes <laughs> that you sit there, and if they get through or make it, it's a heck of a play. But if they don't, it's a terrible play. And you know, it's it's tough to win that way. We got to be more solid, but 20 turnovers is just way too many. All right, there's Mike Brown uh, after this Kings loss. Blamed himself for it. Yeah, I had more questions, hopefully, about Davion. Do you want me to try to go back? No, to it? I no, just they're no. going to pregame tribute. Yeah, I mean, no, 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 no. I was yeah. glad that you cut it yeah. off there. I was. I, my point is, I was hoping that we got more of them. Even though I thought Chris Biederman did a good job with um, some of his questions about the lineups, and then even asking about what happened there at the end, that timeout that he didn't call when Trey Lyles got the offensive rebound. And then also a timeout when they were coming down the floor with 16 seconds left. I believe it was Sabonis pushing it up at first. Yes. And I was like, why? 
they, they, he just wants, I get, I get just letting De'Aaron flow in those last 16 seconds to try and get a good shot off. But there was like this look that Kevin Herter had goes to the paint, could have gotten Sabonis for an easy two. It would have been a quick two. Um, He had positioning on the inside, but instead sees Harrison Barnes out for the three to tie the game. Harrison um, overshoots it, and then the clock, you know, they get the rebound, the clock's run out. It's rough. And the Kings had, like, multiple opportunities, right? It's 107-104 with two minutes to play. You're down three, right? Neesmith misses a three. Then Monk gets blocked by Turner. A hell of a play by Turner. Yep. I mean, I, he not only blocked it, he got the rebound, which was great. <laughs> I think that was the play. But then Indiana gets an eight. Sorry, I totally messed this up. My bad. Where am I at? Monk, yeah, no, block. And then an eight second violation. Yeah, dude. When that happened, they weren't talking about it on the broadcast, and I was like, "Yeah, is that what's going yeah, on?" Yeah, right it was now? an eight and second finally, violation. I'm like, "Oh my god, how did they screw that up?" Yeah. So I maybe he didn't get the rebound on that block I'm talking about because how did that? Okay. They got an eight second violation. Yeah. They took it out, but yeah, that was really bad. And then uh, Malik Monk turned the ball over after that. That was when uh, Neesmith uh, stole it. Buddy healed jumper offensive. <sighs> you know, it just. Dude, game over. Buddy Heel had a nice dunk in this game, too. He re- that was right after the Lyles one. God, a little shit. Dude. A little shit. Yeah. <laughs> he ends up, Buddy Heel tonight, 21 points. He had 10 rebounds and six assists. I've never seen him try so hard. <sighs> he looks good. He looked good tonight. Um, yeah, yeah, you look at Tyrese's game, too, and you go, okay. I mean... Not even hitting his averages, but second night of a back-to-back for him, second game back from an injury, and still his presence was being felt out there. I think just even by his team, just having someone who can manage the ball. You look at his nine assists, that's still a big number. And something else that Mike Brown mentioned too, or just some of the passes that this team makes. Why? Why? What are we, what are we doing, guys? Malik what are we Monk doing? had five turnovers tonight. Oh. And, you know, it's just... He's probably the biggest culprit of the ones just forcing things. Yeah. Uh, Sabonis also had six turnovers. In his return, he had 15 points, 16 rebounds, six assists, 13 shots for him. I think the one thing that disappointed me tonight, I thought the Kings were going to have a nice size advantage on this team. I mean, they started Miles Turner at the five with a whole bunch of guards. Wait, how many turnovers did you say Sabonis had? He had four. Oh, you said six. I said six assists. Oh, six assists. And I was like looking this whole time like, wait, six turnovers? Yeah. Okay, sorry. Go on about Miles Um, Turner. The lineup that they put out there tonight, it was Miles Turner in four guards for the most part. Like, Neesmith started at the four. I'm like... Oh, this is great. Like, <laughs> you're going to be able to score on this team. And I, I felt like there are times that they weren't getting the Sabonis the right looks, especially with some of the mismatches when Turner's not, you know, on him. Get him the rock. And I need him to command that a little bit more, too. Yeah. It, there, There's just, there's too many moments like that where they didn't, I don't even know, I don't even want to say, like, they didn't capitalize on certain situations they didn't look engaged. They didn't look sharp. That's what the word I'm looking for. They didn't look sharp in moments. Um, with the way that they were passing balls, sometimes it would be too soft, right? Uh, or even with some of those home run passes they were trying to make, it's like, 
that's not the sharpest pass to make or even in some of their decision makings when to feed the big man and when to um, look to swing it one more time. It just wasn't a sharp game from the Kings. Yeah. I mean, 20 turnovers. Yeah. What, what are you talking about? Yeah. I knew this game was going to be a challenge tonight. I just think with Tyrese back, it gives him a lot, a lot of life. Even though you mentioned like he only had 10 points tonight. It's not like he crushed the Kings out there, but you know, nine assists, one turnover. That's still a significant yeah. impact on the game. And Miles Turner had a big impact too. You know, I, I do like them trying to attack sometimes, but you got to be smart about it. And I think Mike Brown's right. Like, get those spray threes. Get the ball moving. Get them moving a little bit more. Try to get Turner away from the basket. And that's where you could be a little sharper with your game, right? Just being more engaged, um, really being focused on how you should be playing against that lineup. Um, where your guy is on the floor and how you can find a better shot. The shot selection at times just wasn't the best. And then there was other times where they got good looks and just weren't making them. Loved seeing Herter and Sabonis in the dribble handoff. I loved when we saw a good backdoor and then whether you want to call it a home run pass or not, when it's Sabonis, I just trust that type of pass. What a weird game for Herter. He got it going late, but... He was one of seven from three, seven of 14 overall, 50% from the field, but one of seven from three. That's tough. It is. It's not, it's not shooting like he was in the beginning of the season and how many people talked about it when he was shooting lights out. That's not going to last all season. No, it lasted quite some time con so consistently. Um, I think a lot of teams have done a great job of doing their homework and putting the correct amount of pressure on him. They're like, we're not going to let you beat us. And it's, it's messed with him. But at the same time, it's just something else that he has to add to his game. How can he find one more quicker step? You know, yeah. like think like Steph Curry, right? With just even your footwork or the way that you maybe come off of a screen. I think Kevin Herter is smart enough to um, try and mirror some of those things. We appreciate everyone joining us live on a Friday night after your team loses. I put this poll question up. How do we feel better about tonight? Non-alcoholic IPAs with Deuce. <laughs> Cheers. Ice cream, wine, or all of the above? Uh, the winner, 46% say all of the above. Mm. I don't know how many people would actually want that non-alcoholic beer, though. Why not? You know, some people aren't in it. Some people want the real thing. There's nothing wrong with the real thing. But there's nothing. But non-alcoholic is, like, great, and you're not going to feel gross. Yeah. Like, for me, I think my metabolism is absolutely awful since I've been yeah. drinking more and more wine lately. <laughs> um, my neck hurts, and I think it's just, like, all added from probably having the sugars of alcohol in wine and stress well we should mention that tonight's uh, night chat presented by our friends over at rate.com slash sean stanfield morgan reagan what would uh you say if um i said I, I needed some help with a mortgage i would say well i don't know anything but you should probably call sean stanfield yeah that would make sense right why would you what i call you when i can call sean stanfield at rate.com slash sean stanfield um He's got all the high-tech stuff you need. Like, yeah. he will walk you through the process. He's going to make it really easy for you. And if you hit him up, his team's going to walk you through the loan options, neighborhood market, and current rate research. Plus, oh, he's a Kings fan. So you guys can talk Kings, too. If you need uh, answers and if you can, can I afford a house? 
Does it make sense for me right now? He's the guy to call. Yeah. I mean, talking to him the other day too, like I was saying the other night, he was telling me why it's actually the best time to buy a house. And I was like, and then he explained everything to me and I was like, okay, let me try to pass that along. Or I can just pass along his number so you can ask him these questions and he can help you out too. Yeah. So hit Sean up today at rate.com slash Sean Stanfield. You can call or text him at 916 916- Two seven six seven five six three. That's nine one six two seven six seven five six three. Morgan Reagan. That's equal housing lender. It's subject to credit approval. NMLS ID number three four nine seven zero seven. Company NMLS ID number two six one one. NMLSconsumeraccess.org. Thanks so much to our friends at Guarantee. Right. Guarantee. Right. right. We're also presented today by a New York Times best-selling author. She's the one and only. T.R. Reagan. This gal, she cray cray. She, I don't know why I said that like that. Uh, such a beautiful family's out. And I've been reading all of her reviews because I have fun with what people, other people think about her books and her storytelling. And they were thrown off by this one in so many, in good ways, right? Like thinking they knew where it was going to go and then they didn't. I know a lot of our podcast listeners have also um, read this book as well. And if you're looking to read any of her thrillers, just go to trreagan.com or amazon.com and search TR Reagan. Her books are insane. She's crazy. If you like thrillers, get ready and buckle the hell up. Check it out, trreagan.com. Really quick, too. I'm on her third book of her Lizzie Gardner series. Yes, I never read her her famous. This is where she became famous as a, a thriller writer. Um, and I'm on her third book. It is the creepiest shit i've ever read and i almost regret that i started it true no like i'm honestly not happy because i can't sleep at night so well, that's probably well, why that's I'm a also... great endorsement of your mom's book yeah check them out <laughs> trreagan.com if you're in the live chat make sure to hit the thumbs up button make sure you're subscribed as we inch closer to 10 thousand subs before we continue on a little bit you want to hear from uh Demona sabonis yeah. sabonis playing his first game in Indiana. Twenty turnovers tonight. Um, what stands out to you in terms of how you guys improve on that? I just feel like we came out and we just weren't really ourselves, you know. Um, even the, we had a really bad sec- second quarter, but it was all these uh, turnovers. We weren't cutting in the right places. We were just kind of um, sloppy out there, you know. And uh, I feel like that second quarter really, really hurt us. Well, what do you think you're, you're going to take away from the film session when you look at the last couple minutes of the game? And- um, turnovers, offensive rebound allowed, not yeah. counting at the end. Just how are you guys going to this? Um, you know, it's tough. You know, coach, coach trusted us uh, to um, to make make the right play. You know, um, I, I know I feel we had two t- two timeouts left, um, so we could have done something. But um, you know, I feel like we got a good shot. You know, there was still more time. Maybe we could have moved it. Maybe not. But you know, um, HB's been shooting lights out for us. You know, so uh, we definitely live with that. It's a great shot for us. What was the night like for you, just the, the pregame tribute and, and the, I don't know if you had emotions? Yeah, no, it was it was awesome. You know, um, yesterday, today has been really cool. You know, and got to see a lot of a lot of people, a lot of familiar faces. You know, um, obviously, you you, you want to leave with a win, but um, we definitely weren't at our best. You know, and um, that second quarter hurt us. You know. Is this going to be a game you could potentially look back on, given that, like on Monday, mm-hmm. they had a win without you in overtime? Yeah. Tonight, no DM. Are you going to be able to pull from these experiences down the road? Uh, yeah, of course. You know, um, coaches are going to watch film. We're going to watch film tomorrow. You know, we need to see where we can, who do we play through, what what plays we can go through. You know, um, um, if the Aaron's not 
in the situation late game. You know, he's been amazing for us. You know, in the clutch, and uh, uh, we need to figure out a way to uh, to still be that team without him. Thomas, what, what was racing through your mind as you were just walking yeah. through the tunnel? And yeah. after a blur of emotions yeah. came flying. Uh, I had no idea where I was going. <laughs> I had no idea where to go. Um, it was all different, you know. Um, I was following Trey Lyles, and I was like, show me sh- show me how to get to the locker room. I'm sure you had a lot of different conversations, TJ and who yeah. uh, Just with everyone, all the staff, you know. Like I'm, I'm close with all the staff, staff members, coaching staff, you know, people at the arena, people at the Conrad, you know, and uh, it's cool. It's, it's, it's really cool to be back, you know. Um, everyone's super nice, you know. Um, all they say is we miss you, you know. It, it, it's awesome to see you, you know. So um, it's awesome to, uh, to feel that love. So there's Sabonis uh, after the Kings loss in Indiana, and he's making the point the late game execution. Mike Brown was kind of hard on himself with how kind of he used timeouts. Sabonis me- mentioning there, like, hey, kind of let us play, and we, we did have t- two timeouts, but you know we trust things and we didn't execute. And I liked what he even said about Harrison Barnes, like he was shooting lights out. We'll take that shot, and I and I absolutely understand that, and that's why even when I do mention the quick two that they could have gotten from Herder to Sabonis. It's yeah. You, know, you could have done a lot of other things too. So I get it. All right. We need to, we need to be uplifted a bit. Yeah. today. Even though this is the second time we've talked to him today. Let's <laughs> welcome on a Friday night. Nick is here. Hey, Nick. What's up. Do some, what are you doing, man? How are you? Good. Uh, been better. Oh, so we lost tonight, but you know what? We're going to have to play better defense. We're going to have to play stronger Sunday, you know? Yeah. What What do you think they need to do better on defense? I feel like, you know, Malik Monk, didn't, we didn't shoot really well tonight. You know, we did not get to see the beam tonight. No. But, but I can see the beam in my dreams. Oh. But I can see the beam in my dreams. And I do, I do want to see the beam lit on Sunday, so... We're going to have to fire that laser on Sunday. Yeah, yeah we are, I Nick. I love Nick. You, you make us feel better, man. So you, much you better. You see the beam in your dreams, huh? But the beam but the beam is still lit. But if the Kings beat Houston twice, the last game of the road trip, which Houston is trash. Oh. Garbage. <laughs> you're you're skipping New Orleans wait, the next game. Wait, no, I like this. Go ahead, keep next it. Next game is New Orleans, and we're gonna have next stop is New Orleans, so we're gonna have to play well Sunday. Okay, what what were you gonna say about Houston though? That Houston's garbage. Okay. <laughs> you know, I thought and, was, at first I thought you were getting all poetic on us talking about yeah. how the beam show always be in my dream. Okay, go on. Nick. Houston, Houston twice because if we beat New Orleans. Okay. Mm-hmm. You beat North Leeds. Yeah. You beat Houston twice. You come home. You play Dallas twice. Give yeah. me a hell yeah. Give me a hell yeah. We need to fire that laser. Yes. All right, Nick. We appreciate you checking in, man. I should say sleep dreams because I. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. 
The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Can't see beams because uh, we don't have a beam tonight. Okay. Aww. No, you, still, you could still say sleep beams. Sleep beams. Say sleep beams, Nick. Sleep beams to Samo. <laughs> he's just, I, he's an icon. I would die without him. Die. He's, he is an icon, man. Don't want to be alive without this world having Coach Nick. Oh, my gosh. Let's uh, see if someone on Twitter Spaces can follow up that <laughs> we check in with leaf viking what's up leaf viking leaf hey leaf are you there leaf viking leaf viking Coach. there he is hey can you hear me now yeah now we got you what is hey, up my bad. hey dude hey morgan how you guys doing thank you guys yeah. um so i just want to start off by congratulating our all-star demonis Sabonis. well deserved um Gosh, I I love Domas, man. I seen him on L Street one night driving his sea wagon, and he gave me a heads up. I told him how he's been putting on for my fantasy basketball league team, so we appreciate that. What was his reaction also, when you said that? Was he like, yeah, cool, man? Um, well, he was surprised, but it was the night that we beat the Pacers at home. Mm. So it was like, it was a good night to come face-to-face with Domas. You know, uh, I love the guy, yeah. and I'm so happy he's a Sacramento King. But I want to talk a little about the trade deadline coming up. And, mm, mm, mm. you know, if, if, if Monty McNair is listening, I, I want him to take this into account. Okay. So, obviously, our offensive rating has been the top. We're incredible. Uh, but on a night like tonight, you know, you start Davion. And I had a lot of people, you know, in my Facebook thread, you know, talking about how, you know, Davion's offensive performance was poor and his defense wasn't that great. And so when it comes to the trade deadline, why do we need to sacrifice our offensive rating for a subpar boost in the defensive rating? Um, You know, I love Matisse Seibel. I think he'll add a lot. I wouldn't be surprised if the Kings entertain trading Davion, not after this performance, but just in general. Uh, That might, you know, get some people mad at me. But I'm just saying all doors are open. Um, Don't let this game fool you guys. It's right, be- right before the trade deadline, and if anybody else was watching this game as closely as I was, I had a really like weird feeling about how maybe this is like a little trade showcase for all our players. Um, we need Foxy. We need Sabonis. Everybody else, they're on the table. Okay. Hmm. All right, man. Thanks for checking Thanks, in, Leaf Viking. Viking. Yeah, I mean, I, I, um, I don't think the Kings have like a ton of untouchable players. No. I mean, Fox and Sabonis are staying, Keegan's staying. I would imagine there's everyone else. I mean, you could be talking, you could call and be like, hey, Monty, what's up? You know, 
So, look, I'm, I'm not going to be surprised by anything. It's No, I think I always love the perspective, though, when like a, a listener, a Kings fan, people within this community call in and that's how they feel about the trade too. You, you've, you've heard the dramatic, like make the move. You've heard the dramatic, no moves made. And you've heard the comment, nobody's untouchable. And this was one of those games that make you feel that way. <laughs> yeah, and I, mean, I think we say that after every loss yeah, though. I, I don't think he was saying it specifically because of what happened in this game. I don't think if anyone's feeling that way because of one game, he wasn't, he even, he, me- yeah, yeah. he mentioned it saying. too. Yeah. And so I think, it's um, you got to be open for sure. I'm not gonna if they don't make some big trade coming up or even a trade coming up this this week. We'll see what they do in the buyout market too. The Davion question is definitely something to watch. I mean, at some point you have to make a decision whether or not, like, hey, rookie extension, do you want to keep him here long term? Right. Like those are things that are gonna be talked about, and it's clear that at this point he's not getting enough run to develop at the rate maybe that he wants to. And in turn, the Kings don't, they're not getting a ton from him offensively. So what are the reasons for that? Is he not good enough offensively? Is he struggling running the point? Um, Is he just not getting the opportunity to do those things? He's coming in these short stints. You know, when he's playing with Monk, Monk's running the show. So there's so many factors at play, but it's clear like they got to get something from that position Especially offensively. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. Yeah, That's th- I want to see this. Are you talking about the big brawl tonight? That's what they said. They're calling it a big brawl. Five players ejected. Hmm. We'll see. Mo Bamba and Austin Rivers. We have not watched <laughs> this yet. Uh, what led to this? Though? I don't know. Okay, we'll I'm, see. Okay. It just seems like oh, it comes out of nowhere. There's a scuffle. Scuffle. Okay. They're trying oh. to pull guys away. This is on Twitter, guys. I don't know if we can show this. Yeah. Okay, so we're... Oh, they pin Austin Rivers down. Mo Bamba. Well, he wasn't even in the game, though. Damn. What the hell happened, dude? (laughs) Oh, man. That was pretty bad. Yeah, but I I want to know what led to that. Oh, here we go. Said before they, a NBA player to- I don't know, but I, man, so Suggs throws Rivers down and like that is insane. Look at those bodies fly. Okay. Yeah. I was it, I got an ESPN alert for it, so I was curious if it was going to be something worse. We love the drama though. My goodness. Let's uh, check in with our guy, Leezy. What's up, Leezy? I don't know what happened with Leezy. Bye, Leezy. (laughs) There he is. He's back. Leezy. What's up, man? Hey, yo. What's up? What's going on, Deuce? What's up, Momo? How you doing? Oh, it's going good. Oh, snap. I was, I'm I'm over here fumbling. Oh, okay. All right. Can I be honest for a second? I feel like... This might be one of it, it. It's the worst night chat of the year. What do you mean? I just uh, I may I just don't feel good about how I performed tonight. At this Are you time. being I'm serious? serious? Yeah, I just I'm like this is this is not a good listen. This is not <laughs> good tonight. What? Yeah. Oh God! We, we keep it real here. I, I'm just being honest. I'm just like I don't know what it is, and maybe it's Deuce. to be. You're, you're like. <laughs> 
No, I'm just being like transparent. It? I'm being transparent. I just feel, you know, we've, it's been kind of an adjustment doing this daily show. It's just, and I'm like, God, is that, am I just not functioning at a high level because of this? I don't know. That's not good. No, I'm just being, being straight with you guys. Yeah. Nah, dude, it's okay. Uh, Deuce, you guys are like the Kings, you know, tonight, <laughs> tonight might be a bad night, yeah. but you're still at the top of the West. You know, you still got chances and opportunities. <laughs> Don't let one bad day Thank you. lead no. to a bad week or month or whatever. You got this. <laughs> I promise you I'm not going to let it get to me. It's going to bug me in the moment, but it's okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll bounce back. That's all right. Um, yeah, so I was just calling. Um, yeah, obviously everyone's all sad about the game. It's whatever. Uh, I had a few questions. Um, going forward, uh, Are you, what do you think about Davion Mitchell? Like, um, there's been some games this season where he's played and he's he's done good, but there's been a lot of times where his offense isn't there. And I don't want to come off as a Davion hater because I like him. I think he's a good player. But what do you think about a guy like Bones Highland who's who's out there, who's younger, taller, and he's definitely out there on the trade block. This isn't a fake trade I'm coming up with. Uh, no, I mean, here's the thing. If Bones Highland's not satisfied with his role in Denver, and that's what yeah. it sounds like, what what's his role in Sacramento? I, I mean, it can't be much more than he was getting in Denver, to be honest, especially with the guard lineup that the Kings have. You know what I mean? Like, I don't totally look at him as like a, a true backup point guard, but like, is he playing? Is he playing 20 minutes a night with the Kings? What's he playing this year for Denver? 15? 19. So he's playing at 19. And he's not satisfied with his role. Is this yeah. role going to be greater in Sacramento? And like, so that's, that's a challenge. I mean, I feel like he's a guy that probably should go to a team that's going to allow him to get some legitimate run and, you know, maybe play at the level that he thinks he can play at a consistent basis. And maybe he thrives in a different situation. Um, well, that's a good point. Uh, just just the real only reason I thought about it really is because just he gives you more size on defense. He's bigger than Davion. I love Davion. Davion. I know that's his specialty, but I just feel like he's kind of undersized for his position. But um. Okay, so you're out on Bones Highland. My other question was about Matisse Tybel. Tybel? I can't say his name right now. Tybel, yeah, uh, you're good. Yeah. Do you think that's a real trade, or do you think Maury's just kind of using Monty for leverage, kind of like he did last year, it kind of appeared, you know, running up the price? Do you think that's a real possibility that Tybel can actually be traded? Yeah, it's hard to run up a price on a guy that's making $3 million, right? Like, what, what mm-hmm. more teams... Teams no, know who well, Matisse Thibel, you know, is. They're not. They're not. They're not going to like overpay for the guy. And I don't think no. him trying to utilize Sacramento. Like, I don't think there's much leverage at play. There is my thought. No, no. I mean, like, uh, not like actual money, but like, like inflation in the league. Like every player nowadays, nowadays you have to trade a first rounder for, and that's just not real. You know, not every player is worth a first rounder. No, not like, at all. Especially a guy that, like on an expiring contract. No, I mean. I, I could see why people would be interested in Thibel Morgan. What were you going to say, though? No, I'm, I'm, I get it. And I, I understand what you're saying. I think sometimes it's just chatter, though. Like people, just because they're talking about it behind the scenes and someone mentions it to someone to push it out or it just gets out, you know, the, those rumors get out sometimes maliciously or in, with intent and other times, they just people are talking and they get back to the journalists. So I wouldn't take it like um, I don't think there's drama behind it with someone trying to get too much out of it or anything. You know, I don't that's nothing I've heard. So. All right. And uh, just my last question, um, just talking about the all star game. 
Uh, so is it confirmed or not? Is Zion actually going to play, or is it they're actually going to be an open spot? You know, I don't uh, know, I know that. I don't know that he's going to play. You know, I it's. He's not back yet, right? And we're getting closer to the game. I would be surprised if he played in the game, especially if he didn't get a couple of games in. I know we talked to Mark J. Spears about that, and he said that that's probably a spot that is likely going to be open. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a possibility. And if he actually gets that spot, though, we still don't know. Okay. All right. Well, thanks. Uh, hope you guys get some rest. Yeah. Sleep. Hope you feel better and <laughs> you'll bounce back. It's okay. Sleep games. <laughs> thanks, Lazy. I appreciate it. Lizzie, you're really concerned about me. I, I am too. Are you? Yeah. The fact that just you I felt that fi- way. Yeah. Oh, I'm just not sharp at all. I disagree. I'm I, not sharp. I, I feel like, yeah, I've just been mid tonight. And it's okay. Like, you know what? Even the great ones, Morgan, have golf games. It just happens. It does. No, but we've been like feeling it the last oh, I know. two weeks. I, know. I don't know if that's complete. I don't know why. You know, sometimes you just have an off game. Let's check in with uh, our friend Megaloo. Hey, Megaloo. Hey, guys. How's it going? We're Wonderful. Great. How are you? What plans do you have this weekend to not work and treat yourself? That, that's great. That's I'm what glad. I want to know. <laughs> Everyone's really concerned. I should have made it. I should have said anything. Why did I say that? You guys that? have been working your butt off. I, I know. I well, uh, I'm not doing anything tomorrow. That's what I'm doing. I'm, I I have no screen time. Yeah. Maybe yeah, some yeah. time outside. I know it's going to rain a little bit, but just get away a little bit. Yeah, I have lots of emails that I haven't been able to catch up on, but I'm going to, like, clip my nails, you know? Like, haven't done that in a long time. Yeah, just basic hygiene. That's good for you, yeah. Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> that works, I guess, as yeah. long as you, like, go have a, a pedicure somewhere, too. I yeah. think you should, like, go full treat yourself, you I know? know? I should. Do a spa day or something. <sighs> That sounds so well, nice. Well, I'm here. I don't I don't want I'm like the lone Davion defender. It just takes a really long time for good two way guards to develop in the league. Like if you look around the league and you make a list of the best two way guards, Marcus Smart, Drew Holiday, D. Anthony Melton, Tyus Jones, like it took them a long time. It's not an instantaneous thing. And I know people want it to be instantaneous and I get that but I wouldn't give up on Davion so fast and I don't think it's fair to like think that he is the only one that makes our defense better if you have one guy playing defense you're not going to be very good no you're that's true I just I'm annoyed with how you know out people have been on him and uh, this week especially it seems to have really ramped up I totally understand he seems to be in Mike Brown's doghouse or at least not getting enough minutes to really find a groove, in my opinion. But I don't think trading everybody is a good... Like, what was that guy talking about? Does he know that we are first in the Pacific Division, that we're no, for sure. like, third I, I, in the West? Like, does he know that we're a good team? I don't think trading everyone is, like, a good solution. I, yeah, I think uh, he was just trying to say every. I think he was just trying to say everything is kind of on the table with this team. Which, like, yeah, I mean, yeah, certain guys. He has to be open minded in the NBA, but yeah, if anyone thinks they have to do something drastic, I think that's just misguided. As far as Davion, like, 
I don't think there's sometimes with his critics out there that do not pay enough attention to him defensively. And I know like that's yeah. his calling card and that's been his. But again, I still don't think people pay close enough attention to him blowing up screens, rotating perfectly on really a variety of positions yeah. from guards to bigs. He is so good at putting pressure on the ball. Like he's masterful defensively. The, the issue tonight was really simply the offense, not getting the team going. You you got to make something happen. That more. and that's that's it. And uh, but 100%. I, and I would say too, Megaloo, like the people that are saying that also are sometimes looking at the stat sheet and they're not noticing him cross the guy up on the offensive end that led to like the hockey assist or that created something to start the offense. Like he still has that ability to do that on the offensive end. It just, it wasn't tonight. It hasn't been consistent, but I'm with you. I think people just like to criticize when it's not enough, when really it's like his role, his role hasn't been like backup point guard for, you know, six years in this league. This is his second season. And although we want to see more um, because he was an older rookie coming out of the draft, it's just, it's, it is what it is. NBA minutes are the only thing that can help him. Experience are the only thing that can really help him. I, I, like I said, I felt like the lone Davion defender, although we had several others in our space earlier. So that was nice. But I just think like accusing him of bogging down the offense is a little bit much. And also expecting him to like save your three point percentage when nobody else is making them either is also a little bit much. Yeah, so that's I, all I'll say. I'm ride or die with Davion. I think it's such an unusual and fascinating skill set to see a player who's as fun to watch on defense as most players are to watch on offense. That, you know, I really don't want to lose that personally. And I also have like massive Kings PTSD of losing my favorite players mm, and yeah. still being a fan <laughs> of the team. So that's all I wanted to say, and I also want to make sure, like I said, you guys take a serious day off, get some <laughs> deep sleep, get some rest, uh, have a pedicure, uh, yes. have a massage, you know, I, do something I, for yourself that has nothing to do with basketball. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, baby. Thanks, Megaloo. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, I... Lots to unpack there. And I, I think with Davion, too, it's just like, God, he needs to knock down some shots. You're, you're getting open looks, you know? He's getting some great looks from three. Yeah, and and I see on the chat, bad news, sour grapes, making excuses for Davion, please stop mowing. What I'll say is that critiquing his game or breaking down what he does and does not do is not giving him excuses. I mean, what he does do is really at a high level when you look at him on the defensive end and then saying what he can add on the offensive end, we've seen it before. So where's He's the excuse yeah. just because he didn't play well tonight? Um, but yeah, I think Megaloo has a good point though when you just look at how many years in the experience for him as well. Appreciate everyone in the chat tonight. Make sure to hit the thumbs up button. Make sure you're subscribed too. We appreciate you guys being here. And then the last point she made about us getting a day off, I, I, I just want to make something clear real fast, okay? I am beyond grateful at the fact that, like, my jobs in life have to do with basketball sports. I'm not sure. One like, billion. I'm so tired. Like, there's a lot of people out there that. I work so hard. I'm so yeah, tired. Yeah, I'm not trying to do that. You, no. got, you guys all work. There's a, You guys have. I don't have kids, okay? Dude. So, you got, I'm not trying to act like. I'm just like, it's, you know, this new daily show has been adding to an already busy schedule. And it's just like, okay. 
oh, we're good, right? We're getting a job. You know, it just takes some time to get used to. I don't want to feel like I'm like, hey, I'm so busy. No, 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 no. No, because I always think about all of you guys out there and how not only are you working, but then you're also consuming our shit and you're hanging out with us and stuff. And I'm like, you guys, oh, and then watching a game and everything. It's like, although it's fun, like you're still busy. Like we're all busy, right? But um, I don't need you to say, douche, you look tired tonight. uh, (laughs) Um, But yeah, I I think Megalou's, definitely right about how we the the self-love thing is something i've not focused on or even like even have thought about enough of in this in this time and i've had like the closest to um like panic attacks that i've had since (laughs) after right after covid so um and i keep saying like oh i need help but i really think like i need to go get help so i'm gonna i'm gonna make an appointment tomorrow go do that figure out what i need to do yeah because i'm like whoa anxiety is blowing my mind New job's going great. I'm just being transparent. New job. Hey, new job going great. Yeah. Everything's great, though. I'm man. okay. Are you okay? Because I'm okay. Oh, my God. You guys are... Uh, 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 <laughs> you guys make me laugh. This whole thing makes me laugh. <laughs> we appreciate you guys. Um. Also, can we talk about one thing tonight? Yeah. The answer is yes. Why did I ask? <laughs> we all saw the Dylan Brooks play. Last night against the Cleveland Cavaliers. The the dirtiest player in the league hits Donovan Mitchell straight in the nuts. Mm -hmm. I I mean, I'd assume in that area, it does not feel good. Any man could tell you what that pain is like when you accidentally get hit there. To hit someone intentionally there, beyond out of bounds... By the way, you're a professional basketball player. Can you be better out there? You have to resort to hitting some dude in the nuts. What is wrong with you? And then today, the NBA comes out. Uh-huh. Hey, you're in trouble, Dylan Brooks. You come over here. Okay. Oh, that's going to be a big-time punishment. You're going to be suspended one game. With no pay. What? One game. So a guy can leave the bench, walk on the court, a step on the court while his teammates are maybe getting in a fight. You, you're you not in that game. You come off the bench. It's a one-game suspension. That's true. You hit a guy in the dick. One game? We said what, dick. What, what are we doing? It doesn't make sense. And it's not like this guy is like, hey, he's normally like a good, upstanding citizen on the basketball court. The guy's dirty. He gets guys hurt. He gets in this shit all the time. Like, why do you allow a guy like him to mess with the game like that? He's not safe out there doing stuff like that's not Damn. cool in the game. It's it, And this is what a player does when they're not legit players in the game. When they ha- they're not as good as their reputation is. Yeah, he, I know, like, 16 points a game, and, oh, his defense is gritty. It's like, yeah, but when you start resorting to that all the time, and then you're off taking bad shots, ill-advised shots all the game, I, you're not helping your team. You're not. And I think it makes people hate that team even more than they already do because they're cockiness. Like, I'm out. Like, I, I would not be surprised if the Memphis Grizzlies move on from Brooks at some point. Damn. Tell us how you real feel, dude. Maybe I need to get that off my chest a little bit. Yeah. I'm just tired of it. Like, yeah. From Dylan Brooks 
to the league's response. Why is it one game? Well, okay, I don't get can, these suspensions. Can I just challenge you on that? Because I go, one game without pay, that's like getting fined, basically, right? You're not getting the money that you, um, I guess, were told that you were going to get at the beginning of the year or, yeah. or within your contract or whatever. So, yeah. So, like, think about it. I it's understand like you, you lose, lose money and one game so the people that step off the bench is it just one game and again i'm just they lose money please don't go dylan brooks on morgan (laughs) if you get suspended you don't get paid yeah that's oh even the guys that step on the floor yeah Yeah. if you miss it if you're suspended i don't know why i was thinking like oh well they just like get suspended the game no okay you're right you lose a game check donovan mitchell got fined so i guess yes the guy who got hit in the balls got fined like it doesn't add up then here's my thing maybe it should be one game suspension plus a fine would that make you feel even better so not only are you not getting paid but then you're also losing money on top of that i don't think you're following me that does not do it for you, huh? This needs to be a multi-game suspension. <laughs> like, wh- no, no, I'm serious. Minimum uh, three games. Like, learn your lesson. What's a game? What's a game? You can hit the best player in the balls, and that's okay. And by the way, Donovan Mitchell has to pay a fine for what? Getting up and defending himself? Yeah. You don't get you don't get a fine for getting up and def- what do you want him to sit there and be okay with it? No. Oh, hey, wait, here, don't... here, you want to play this? I've, you know what? Is this the first time he's done this? I don't... I, I don't think it is because I just had a memory of something I said before. Jeez. My rule when someone gets hit in the balls mm-hmm. in a game, fine. You know what you we do? We stand you up. Donovan, hit Dylan in the... Nuts. Oh, yeah. That's what I was going to ask you. No, you had this hit rule. This you said it has to nuts. be a half court. Half... We, we, go, <laughs> we blow the whistle. You got hit in the ball. We just reviewed it. Yep. After oh. the review... Donovan Mitchell was hitting the balls. So <laughs> we got a ball foul. We go to midcourt, and Dylan Brooks has to take a cup check from Donovan Mitchell. Blow the whistle and bop, bop. And now Super just a bop. You know what I mean? It's so weird. We all That's know what so we're talking weird. about. Why is I, that weird? Because one, it's such child's play. Oh, it, like, is. it is, but guess what? Balls tapping each other. Yeah, yeah, it hurts. It hurts. And you need to suffer the pain. I get like we've actually talked about this before. And what's just hilarious is that every time it still shocks me more and more. Like it actually shocks me even more every time. It's just uh, <sighs> What are we doing? Well, you know, it's funny that you say this. Richard Jefferson just posted this uh, Instagram video and it's, they're like, Malik Andrews is like, you know, thanks for joining the show, whatever. Kendrick Perkins taps Richard Jefferson in the head. Richard Jefferson gives him a a cup check, right? Mm. Isn't that what they call it? Yeah. Yeah. And it's on TV and everything. And they, and they like scan over (sighs) to the other people and they're just like, oh shit. Like, That's crazy. Right. So my point is, would that even make a point? These these older men on national television are doing that. Would that really make its point anyway? <laughs> okay. I was being totally serious. I'm <laughs> glad you asked a follow-up about my joke. I obviously don't really want that. I just want the NBA to, I don't know, be a little more serious. Okay. With how they take repeated, like, dirty plays from a player. Like, Give him Ooh. a more legit punishment. Yeah, I yeah. mean, the guy's got a reputation. It's it's just crazy. It's like, I, I don't know. I, I just Once, don't, the, the, the suspensions don't make me make sense. One ball hit, like two games. Two ball hits. <laughs> it doesn't have to out. be a ball. Okay. No, 
Okay, it could be just dirty. Just dirty. Pl- okay. he do- he's had dirty plays in the past, and it's it's tired. I like this. Guys don't like him. I like this. I mean, it's it's like Donovan Mitchell said after the, after that. He's like, yeah, I mean, this is who he is. He's done it to multiple guys. He named some key players he's done it to, and he says, you know what? And he's mad because I've been busting his ass for years. Different tiers of dirtiness getting fined, and I like it. I do. Yeah, I, I mean, I think, you're even, the- I think you're even complicating it. It's simple. Everyone in the league knows Dylan Brooks is a dirty player. You get technicals. You have injuries to other players. Like, you know who this guy is. Like, if you watch the game on a regular basis, you know what he's about. So, when he does this stuff, you don't allow him to get away with it. And one game's not enough. Hold him accountable. Yeah. Otherwise, he's going to keep being dirty. Yeah. I mean, it's it's true. So... That was interesting. And then you had the Kyrie stuff today. That was crazy. Dude. My God. What a wild day. I mean, in just when we had Mark Spears on the Daily Show, he was talking about how um, he was throwing another team in there, and it was the Raptors. And I thought that was so interesting. You know, could you see Fred Van Vliet go and play with KD and be happier there? And would that – but would Masai really – like, why would they do that – in Toronto, unless they wanted to and thought they could sign him to a longer yeah, maybe exactly, and that's like the big question I have for any team acquiring: Are they do they trust to give the guy a long term deal? I mean, you hear the Lakers, the Mavs, the Raptors, the Heat, uh, the who else? Suns, Suns, okay, yeah. You would think that would be more of a crisp Dallas. Did I mentioned that already. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I'd be still be surprised if the Lakers didn't pull it off. But then I'm like, yeah, do the Nets really want Westbrook on their team? Like. It, I don't know, man. This is this is what it, it, Kyrie's just such a talented player, and I, I think what happens sometimes when Kyrie does stuff, people on social media then try to like downgrade him as a player. I'm like, dude, I'm not the biggest Kyrie Irving fan, but that guy is a baller. Yeah, like the guy gets his bucket. Sh- I mean, he's just nasty, and he he makes he helps teams on the floor when he's just when he's right, and he's just like basketball. That's it. Um, but you know, he's got a lot of other interests. He also has been just prone to like be unhappy with the situation out of the blue talks about being in Boston forever, then wants to leave Boston. Then like we, we, what happened in Cleveland? What happened here? It's just bizarre. Like I, if I'm a GM as talented as the guy is, I just can't touch him long term. I I can't. I mean, if you understand the, the team dynamics of basketball, you would understand like, no, we're good. <laughs> that could really screw with everything forever. No one's going to be the Kyrie whisperer, right? That guy beats he, to his own drum. What is it? Beats to his <laughs> own drum? <laughs> I, I got my, hey, drum. You mean marches to his own drum? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah he beats his own drum. I, mean, I beat to my own drum, you know? <laughs> dun, 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 dun. So stupid. Hey, yeah, I mean, I, I uh. think there are certain situations where you're like, I just feel like, temporarily he could be happy like okay he can go to LA and probably be cool for the rest of the year yeah I actually thought there was I know this is crazy I started to get suckered back into the Nets at one point when when they were kind of playing well again I'm like well look there like Kyrie's back Jacques Vaughn that's a good coach KD's playing ben just as Simmons well. Ben Simmons was just holding his own out there, like <laughs> Mr. Single. But yeah, and then you have Nick Claxton's playing well. I'm like, okay, I mean, this is it. The drama's over. And then, uh, you know, the story that came out last week was like Kyrie really wants an extension. And then it's like, oh, okay, well, I guess he's really happy. A week later, it comes out he demanded a trade. I'm like, okay, I know contract stuff breaks down, and that's the other thing that bugs me about it is like I understand 
business, right? Like you're trying to negotiate a contract. Yeah. It doesn't work out. You're unhappy. But like you have teammates. Just like you go, should care about them I as would, humans. I, my my mindset should. for him would be like, forget the front office. Let's go win. Yeah. Let's go win. And guess what? If I help this team win a championship or make a deep run and prove that like nothing's going on the rest of I'm I'm gonna be able to sign a max it's deal so anyway. So selfish. It is so so and even if it is, even if that should be the thought process, like what? Sorry. Marches to the beat of his own drum. Marches to I the even beat. Messed it up. Yeah, mar- marches just- to his own drum, you idiot. <laughs> marches to the beat. We we both were mar- missing a key part. Beats told, to his own drum. I told you this podcast to suck today. But this part's been fun. That's not true. Which is you are okay, just okay, you, okay, okay. Okay. No, that's fine. I, I'm gonna be honest with you. Like, no, I s and I know I noticed the moment that you were caught off guard by yourself. I noticed the moment. <laughs> I knew I knew what moment. I was like, why is he being slow to this? And then it was like when we were going to the Mo Bomba fight, and then you're just kind of like, yeah. And then we get to leave. I just and, couldn't like, see anything. It. I just was just like, I can't even see. That's what's okay. Happening. Everything just, I, everything else I mean, <laughs> I've enjoyed everyone. I've enjoyed you even a little bit. Thanks. Yeah. I appreciate it. Beat to your own drum, man. Brooks says new shirt. Can I be honest? That's a good point. <laughs> that's funny. Wait, it took me like seven seconds to get there. I'm doing that a lot lately. Um, Kyrie. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow I got there. I don't know how I got there, but I did. No, but with Kyrie, it's just like, I, I can't trust it, you know? And I just, I'm... I feel bad for his teammates and I understand most NBA guys know it's a business, but it still sucks when you feel like you are clicking a little bit Yeah, and yeah, KD's out. But once he gets back, you're like, we can maybe do something here. And you know, here we are six days before the trade deadline. They're in the thick of things in the East. And he's like, yeah, I'm done here. Do you think he also is Worried about getting an extension, whatever, because it's like, well, if he were to get hurt or his value goes down, if he was looking to get that big paycheck from anyone else. So he's like, hey, make that money now. So then at least you have that safety. Then you can request a trade and really screw him over. Yeah. But again, who's signing him to a long term deal? Yeah. I don't. I, that's the thing. Well, like, if, well, but, money. I mean, okay, you got paid this. Mark Spears sounded like, like, hey, you know, like people are going to want him. Because I asked him about that. I said, are, sure, people may want him for this year. And that's the challenge for the Nets. He said, but that's what I asked him. I said, are people more intrigued with him for just the rest of the season because his contract is expiring? Or are they like, hey, we want to sign him on for longer. So we're scared to lose him. He went with that one. He was like, yeah, no, people know Kyrie's good. So they want to keep him if they're going for him. And I was like, whoa. They say that, and I think then they experience it. That will 100% that's happened to every single team he's been a part of. Man. So annoying. Ah, it's such a waste of talent. He's so good, too. So good. Maybe that's what makes this whole thing unique, but ugh, he sucks. Uh, Lizzie says, Juice was done when I called in with a sad face emotion. No, I promise you it wasn't you. I was already in my own head at that point. Definitely um, noticed it. Okay. Noticed it. Let's not rub it in. Oh no, no. Let's no. not rub it in. Because you were great. You were great all the way until like like a minute hit you, and I was like, "You okay, bud? What's wrong? Oh, you beat into that your own drum? 
Someone's uh, saying Mo Bamba and Austin Rivers are going after each other on Instagram. They went each, uh, at each other during the game and now on Instagram. Oh my God. I live for this shit. Yes. It's like bravo. Let's also like mention. Oh, that's funny. We just did the find out and F, F around and find out little graphic meme. And then what was the other one? Austin, Austin Rivers. Rivers. IG. By the way, is this the most random NBA like scuffle in history? Yeah. Austin Rivers. And uh I don't see Just anything on Austin. Podcast stuff yeah. Too. Um this has got to be one of the more random, if you want to call it fights or scuffles in NBA history. Yeah. Austin Rivers and Mo Bamba? And again, I still don't really understand. I mean, Deuce and I we were watching it, but we'll watch it again some other time. But you couldn't tell how or what really happened to start it, right? Like, it's not like the Dylan Brooks play where it's like Donovan Mitchell got hit in the nuts and then that's why Donovan Mitchell went at him. But, oh, I see best angle so far. See, people have had really hard times with the angle. <laughs> and what really went down? That makes me feel a little better. <laughs> the, the, this, this whole thing makes me laugh. It's Mo Bamba and Austin Rivers. That's what we're talking about. In the NBA tonight. Love so it. Bizarre. Love it. Uh, Lisey, just let us know that Austin said Mo Bamba is only known for a crappy old song. That's pretty funny. <gasps> hey, That's pretty funny. You're dissing the artist <laughs> at that time, too. Uh, what's up, Emil? Good game, y'all. Happy to be 1-1 one and, one and not 0-2. I love you and miss you both. E, you're the man. Appreciate you checking in. Congrats to Tyrese. Aw. Aw, Amal, thanks. Yeah. All right. Um, I appreciate you guys uh, joining us tonight. Make sure to hit the thumbs up button. Do you have any fun, final thoughts? The Kings played New Orleans coming up. Yeah. Um, I'm a little. I'm a little nervous. I'm nervous at this point. I think that's. They've lost ten in a row. Well, I'm nervous. Second night of a back to back again. They're hungry for a win. It's the second night of a back to back for the Pelicans, and uh, we don't. We're assuming, but we don't know if De'Aaron Fox will be back or not. So. Just a scary one. Yeah, the Pelicans have been a mess since Zion yeah. has been injured. They've had to deal with Ingram being out all year for the most part. He's back now, but they just, they've just they really fallen apart here. So with that said, you still look at them and go, God, that's a team that's going to, they're going to break through at some point and win a game. Yeah. You just, you just don't want to be the team that don't loses. Don't want to be so. the team. We will be back Sunday night after Kings Pelicans. I promise it will be better. I will be better. This is all on me. I love you guys, but we gots to go. You're all amazing for being here. We'll see you later. See ya! Deuce and Mo. Deuce and Mo. Deuce and Mo. They tell you what they know. Deuce and Mo. Deuce and Mo. Deuce and Mo. The podcast that you know. Deuce and Mo. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. 
Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.